Welcome to the VBAC Home Birth Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Winning, founder of the Motherhood Circle and creator of the Journey into Motherhood program. I'm a mother of three and have had two unplanned and unneeded C-sections and had a calm and positive vaginal home birth, free birth, with our third baby who is 4.5 kilos or 10 pounds. My own journey has sparked a deep passion to support women to find their strength and support to create the pregnancy, birth and postpartum you desire and deserve. This podcast is for women wanting to learn more about VBACs, especially home births, and professionals who want to learn more about how to support home birthing women. Inside, we're going to hear from women sharing their stories from surgical birth to achieving their vaginal home birth after cesarean, as well as expert interviews so that you have a mix of inspiring stories as well as powerful knowledge. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode on the VBAC Home Birth Stories podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, and today's a little bit of a really casual episode I've got my daughter outside with my husband so that my dog's running around the house you might hear a little feet pitter pattering um, but I didn't have any episodes pre-recorded and ready and scheduled to go so I thought I would just jump on and just have a really casual episode today but a very important episode still so if there's background noise you know please stay with me hopefully it's not too bad uh, we'll see how we go um, one of the beautiful mummers in my VBAC home birth support group just posted in so I thought I would respond to that because I know the ladies that I work with personally often are um, working within the system as well as birthing outside of the system or having a home birth with a midwife which is still within the system but not as entangled as birthing inside the system in the hospital would be so She's just posted in the group, has anyone free birth or plan to decide to book into the hospital in case of transfer? Uh, she's booked in around 23 weeks, but hasn't been able, been to any midwife appointments. What I wanted to say is the, the thing about free birth and the thing about home birth is, and the thing about even if you're birthing inside the hospital system, is that, it, I mean, it's a little bit harder when you're birthing inside the hospital system. But this is your journey. This is absolutely 100% your journey. Sometimes we worry so much about the midwives or if we hire a midwife, we might be worried. I'm just so grateful that they've taken me on because I'm high risk in the system. I'm doing inverted commas here. I'm a plus size woman or I have big babies or I've had a, a cesarean because we're on the VBAT podcast here. I've had a cesarean, so I'm just so grateful that I've got a midwife who'll support me. That doesn't mean that you still can't choose and dictate and decide what's going to happen on your birthday or what happens through your pregnancy and what care that you want. Some women feel that they need to compromise to make some sort of allowance. You know, she's supporting me, so I should have this test. I should have this GD test because she's supporting me and she thinks that, you know, maybe I should because she's fearful. Let's unpack that for a little while, a little bit. Let's think about that. Because I talk about this with my clients all the time. There's so much pressure, I feel, when the suggestion's made sometimes that, oh, would you like to do this scan or would you like to have this blood test? What I want you to think about is I want you to think about, is this test or is this 
offering, let's think of it as an offering, is this beneficial to me? Is it helpful for me? What will I do if I have XYZ outcome? So for example, let's talk about gestational diabetes, for example, because that's something that I'm experiencing and that's something I've done myself. I've had gestational diabetes and I got diagnosed at 14 weeks of my first. I went in because I was plus size and that's what they like to do is a higher risk of getting diabetes, um, gestational diabetes in pregnancy, if you believe that gestational diabetes is really a thing. I personally believe that they overdiagnose women to capture them in, that the evidence isn't supported. There's a really great episode on the Midwives Cauldron podcast if you would like to go further into this topic because I know so many women are getting captured. My biggest issue was that I had a lot of friends who had babies very early on, like in eight, when they were 18. And the rules had only just changed when I had my baby, my first baby in 2014. So I look at all the women before me and I think, hmm, a lot of those women would have been captured and they've had beautiful outcomes, positive outcomes. Why is it such a significant thing now? And and what are the impacts of that thing? So for me, getting diagnosed meant that I was with obstetrics in the system it meant that I was getting induced, I ended up having medication, it meant that I ended up getting induced, which led to a foul induction, which led to a cesarean section. So thinking about the cascade of interventions that could possibly happen. Now, I, I had a woman jump on a call with me who ended up having a beautiful, glorious home birth, and she wanted to unpack and talk about gestational diabetes. I mean, I've had a few of these conversations, actually. And there's that real fear of, am I harming my baby? Am I harming myself? The thing is, when it comes to gestational diabetes, I personally don't believe that gestational diabetes is really a thing. And I think that if you've got true diabetes, that's a completely different thing. I personally have allowed myself to go over the limits with my second baby and my third baby. And my first baby was born 3.7 kilos at 38 weeks. And she, um, I had insulin and all these other things happening to her. She was born healthy and perfectly fine. Then my next baby was a couple uh, grams. She was, what was she? 400 grams heavier at 40 weeks. So she'd had a couple weeks plus you tend to make bigger babies as you go along and then my next baby was about 400 grams bigger than her so that was a pretty good pattern for me about 400 grams for each baby because my body was getting amazing at making babies so of course I'm going to make bigger babies but also when I look at um, the history with my mother-in-law she was popping out a big baby at her baby was point three or 4.1 I think it was he was 4.3 kilos uh, back in the day and then my nanny was also birthing big babies at in the 60s she was popping out 10 pound babies and she is not even five foot she's a tiny little Irish woman tiny little thing like very small petite but also like so we're very small framed while I have a lot of extra padding and fat on me I'm a very petite small person on the inside and I'm only five foot one so I'm the tallest woman in my family so all the women are shorter than me and so she was birthing 10 pound babies back in the 60s she had four babies vaginally and I look at those women I think 
why is this big why is there a big thing about these big babies now happening what we need to consider especially if you are coming from a space of having an intervention or having something a poor outcome happening to you you don't want to go down the same cascade of interventions you want to be really on top of the choices that you want to make you also need to understand the risks of some of those interventions or offerings that are being offered to you so your midwife will just be offering those things to you because that's part of the program in the system that's something she, more than likely she'll be wouldn't even care she'll very much support you not to have that test and if you are having a free birth and you want to engage with the system in any shape or form that is your prerogative you absolutely can this is your choose your own adventure whatever path you want to go down it may be that you have a relationship with a private midwife and you can get all the scans and tests or whatever it is that you want to get done that may come at a cost though or it may be bulk build you'll need to look and see what those options are or maybe you've got a trusted and somebody you consider a trusted GP you have a really great relationship or maybe you don't have a great relationship and you know that's the best option for you and you can take that option because you know not all GPs are going to play that game or maybe you in basically sign up to the hospital system and go along to all their games some of the women that I speak with they will plan they will book in and go to all the appointments do what they need to never tell them of their plans to free birth get the tests done that they want or they want the full test they want the full support whatever the hospital system offers them that is your choice as well you get to choose your own adventure it you can also not turn up to appointments because you're in a vertical sick or you can't make it or you don't want to will that lead to possible um, ramifications will that lead to them possibly harassing you will that lead to xyz fear-mongering will you maybe have some co interesting conversations with these care providers you may have interesting fear-mongering conversations you will need to be very mindful and very careful with your mindset making sure that you're fully supported to be able to work through those either by your husband or partner friends or hiring someone like me to go through those things to really make sure that you're feeling safe and not losing sight of your actual plan because sometimes when you are in the system so much you might get uh, persuaded or feared or you might get fear-mongered and then you might think oh no I don't really want to do this keeping in mind what exactly the positives and the negatives could be so really having a clear goal in mind and if it doesn't suit you anymore try to get out of the system as the best way that you can think of all the ways that you could maybe you're saying i'm planning a home birth now so i don't need this or i'm moving whatever it is that you need to concoct um to get out of that situation just because you've signed up doesn't mean that you have to continue with that care at the end of the day but understand the ramifications that could happen it could lead to a number of phone calls it could lead to a number of letters ultimately you are the captain of your ship you are the one that gets to choose the adventure and just really thinking about that putting out some feelings into some groups and see the outcomes because i do see some women who go through the hospital system and they have positive experiences and they go on to free birth or home birth and i see other women on the other flip side of having not so positive experiences so really it's choose your own adventure and see what happens 
Um, but really understanding what you're engaging with is the most important thing that you can really consider when making those choices. And it can be really hard when you don't know what could happen. Um, but you really need to tap into yourself, really know what it is that you want and understand. Think about, can I get that from some other place that may be a little bit easier for me to navigate? Can I afford to hire somebody to alleviate some of those worries and fears? Do I really need that test? What is what is it that I really want from that test? Is it just because I've done it before and I am nervous? I don't know how to surrender to the process. Do I really just need to work on surrendering to the process? Or is this really benefiting me in a way that is going to be positive and help me achieve the thing that I want to do? Every woman is unique. Every woman is different. A lot of the time it may be mindset challenges or maybe you don't have a supportive partner. So maybe you do need to connect with someone like me who can help you work on that mindset issue. Or maybe you do need to hire a doula, somebody who can come with you to those appointments so that you've got that extra support. Ultimately, you still need to do the work on yourself. But again, I'm going to say it, it's choose your own adventure. That's what the beauty of this is. And I really want to nail that down that free birthing especially gives you 100% control of what you do. You don't have to bend to anyone's will. This is 100% about you. And even if you are birthing with a midwife, it's still 100% about you. But you may have some extra things to have to worry about depending on who you're working with. Or you may feel extra supported, you know, it's just so beautiful. Whatever way you go, it is all about you and you're the one who gets to make the choices. This is your baby. This is your life. And only you are in control of it. Welcome, dear soul. I invite you to join us for six magical weeks of love, support and connection in our safe home birth circle. Each week, over six weeks, we will meet for a 60-minute group call where you can share what's happening in your world with your sisters. I will hold space for you and together we will unpack fears, mindset challenges and help you to connect more with your intuition. You will have access to a safe and private Facebook group only for this offering, so you will always have support when you need it. This will be a small sacred group, keeping it high-touch connection so each woman can be held deeply. This program will commence the 27th of June. You will get access to our Facebook group as soon as you have made payment and have two weeks after our program has ended in our Facebook group. Each mama in this program will also receive one complimentary private 30-minute session with me during the six weeks. And during the session, we can discuss your fears, your mindset challenges, birth planning or anything else that you need so you feel ready for your home birth. We are going to focus on your uniqueness. So each woman comes with her own set of challenges and fears. And I want to deeply connect with you and discover what you need during this time. Whether you had a traumatic previous birth or you're planning your VBAC home birth, you're having a free birth or home birthing for the first time, you will be seen and supported through these unique challenges. This will be mother-led circle that allows you to listen to your inner knowing and ask for what you need. Each woman will need different things at different times, whether it's a validation, a gentle listening ear, guidance, birth knowledge, or just being held with love. You will be supported in a way that you need. 
and we will spend time celebrating this magical journey, making sure that you allow space to breathe in this experience in the fullest, feeling calm, love and gratitude. And we will celebrate you, sister. If this sounds like something that calls and speaks to your soul, please do send me an email, hello at themotherhoodcircle.com.au or come and slide into my DMs on Insta, Ashley L. Winning, and come and say hello. Say you're interested in the program. I would love to support you and give you some more information about this program, which starts on the 27th of June. So you have to be in quick to get the early bird special price um, and also join us for this sacred circle. And remember, there are only a limited amount of seats available. But there might be this niggling feeling well, I didn't have gestational diabetes last time. I may as well just go for it. But once you get that test and once you have that diagnosis, everything changes. You may then need to go into an obstetrician appointment before, which means that you're going to be sitting through possibly a 20-minute fear-mongering story about why you shouldn't be home birthing. What are you going to do after that if you do have gestational diabetes, in, in inverted commas, I put it out there, would you still home birth your baby? Or would that mean for sure that you would then want to birth at home, at birth in the hospital? So when I was looking at some of these risks and some of the interventions, because I look at the interventions or the offerings, the tests, sometimes they can be really helpful information. So for me, I really wanted to know how my iron was. So getting a blood test to get iron taken was really important to me and the other thing that was really important to me was getting a anatomy scan I really wanted to check out my baby and make sure that my baby was growing okay that I didn't have to worry about anything that I had as much knowledge as I possibly needed I wanted to know where my placenta was because I had a previous well two previous scars I wanted to make sure that the placenta hadn't grown into the scar or that, you know, find out where the positioning was. Because I was having a free birth without any medical person attending, I had to take that responsibility. So I wanted to know those things. In the free birth world, sometimes it's really encouraged that women don't do these tests or that we should have a deep knowing and trust in our bodies. And I can see how sometimes having the tests and scans and things like that can be really empowering, really powerful. Knowing those things can be really helpful. And I can also see the flip side of that, that sometimes they can be really unhelpful. So it's really important to sit down, meditate, really think about it. Do I want this? What is the purpose of this test? What am I, what will I do if I get a poor outcome from this? if it if I get this diagnosis so for me like getting a gestational diabetes uh, diagnosis with my third baby wasn't important to me I just assumed that I was gonna have it in inverted commas and I'd already decided that I don't really believe in it this is before uh, other people started speaking up about it because I'd been through that experience with my first I did the interventions I did the medicine and all that sort of stuff and I didn't have any different I could basically look at both of those births, those babies, and say, well, I didn't take insulin with this one. She didn't put on, there was no poor outcomes for not taking the insulin. We had the same, roughly about the same, um, uh, what, what do you call it, readings, finger-pricking readings. So 
I'm happy with that. I was happy with that level of risk. I looked into the research. I knew what, what was important for gestational diabetes babies. I knew they were worried about big bellies, uh, big babies, you know, and I was more than happy with how I made babies and how I birthed them. So I was able to move through that. It is a process. It's not something you can snap your fingers and go, oh, yeah, I'm totally fine with that. That fear is completely gone. Every now and then the niggle might come up. And you have to cement yourself back and say, I really know the reason why I'm choosing this path. The reason why I'm choosing this path is X, Y, Z, because I believe blah, 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 blah. And is it helpful for me? No. So I would implore you to think about some of those things. And if you want to know something so if you want to go get a scan or if you want to get a blood test or you really want to know something because you had a poor outcome with your last baby or you have a gut feeling and you just want to know go get that test the the beauty of this is that you're in control you get to do what you like if you've got a midwife if you're having a home birth midwife you've got the support of your midwife to ask those questions with that's what she's there for that's what you've hired her for Use her judgment, use her experience and tap into your intuition. So even if she says, yes, I would do that, or I would recommend that you do that, that doesn't mean that you necessarily have to do that. That just means that's her recommendation. So you need to basically sit with that, tap into your intuition, do some meditation, get out in nature and, and see how you feel. How do you feel? Ask yourself, how do I feel about this? What do I feel the outcome would be? What do I think would happen from this? What are, the, what are the possible paths that could come from this? Go for a swim. Do some singing. Do some dancing. Whatever it is that you need to do. Don't let that fear swirl around in your head. You know, sometimes you can get that fear. But what if something bad happens? You'll live with that for the rest of your life. Don't let that voice become too big. Just remind yourself that you're doing the best you can you're educating yourself, you're making, you're going through critical thinking skills and you're tapping into your intuition here and really doing the thing that you think is the most important, not what other people think is important because everyone has an idea of what's important. And I have conversations with my friends in the doula world and their idea of risk is so much different to my idea of risk. And it's like thinking about it, right? I want to go sky jumping. I want to go sky diving. I want to go paragliding. I want to go rock climbing. I want to bungee jump. I want to do all these amazing things. The only thing that's holding me back at the moment is my weight. I, as soon as I lose this weight, as soon as I get rid of this last bit of weight, those are the things on my hot list. I want to do it because they excite me. I want to go on theme parks. I want to go on all the rides. It scares the shit out of me. I love the challenge. I, there is obviously risk with those things, right? So why would I turn to my friend who would never do those things, who is risk level is so much lower than mine, who would never, like my husband, he would never do those things, right? So his risk profile might be very much lower to mine. So when you're looking at other people for their advice and information, you've got to think of, what experiences do they have? Have they got like this horror story or they have this bias and they think only people who are like skinny and 
you know, pretty like in the movies, they're the only ones that should be having, like they drink their smoothies, la 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 la, whatever it is. I mean, this is just my view of how sometimes people view home birthing. Only those women should have home births or free births. Do they have that deep ingrained view of what home birth looks like, that you have to be hippy dippy, blah, 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 want to be natural person? Like you have to be in this click, you know, of crunchy mums or something. Or can anyone have a home birth? What are their views? I know a lot of people that I speak to, they have this view that like if you're a larger woman, you shouldn't be having home birth. Or if you've had a surgical birth before, you shouldn't be having a home birth. But it's okay for them because they've decided that for themselves. So keep other people's experiences what is their risk profile? What are, what are they, you know, what are they willing to do for themselves? Did they have a hospital birth themselves because of X, Y, Z? Did they need to have a hospital birth? Sometimes they do. And, and that experience in itself, that it was a really risky medicalized birth or a really risky situation for them, that's going to be jaded because they probably still are holding on to trauma or for them, their experience was that they needed medical help. So even though they want to believe and trust in physiological birth and that women can birth babies and, and grow them without medicalized interventions, sometimes it's really hard for them to let go of that, even though they want to believe. So it's really hard sometimes when we're putting ourselves out there you know, we're doing something that's so radical and so different to the rest of the population because majority of our population, especially here in Australia, are having hospital births. That's the way the system's been set up. That's the way that women have been doing it for 50 odd years. Um, I don't know exactly how long it is, but it's not that long. But that's how quickly things can change. That's how quickly they can get their hooks in and, and everyone's mindsets change. And it's so funny because my granddad is the same, right? But yet my grandma gave birth to my my father at home. She was petrified of hospitals because she knew when people went to hospitals, people died. That's where you go to die. And she didn't want to go to hospital. So my dad was the second baby. She'd already done it before. The GP was when back in the day when they were traveling, and this is in London as well, he was traveling to see um, a sick neighbor. And so he just came between the two and she birthed at home. And I said to my granddad, but like grandma birthed at home, right? And he's like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's so funny because he's been in the system. He's gone through all the medical stuff now in his life. That was 60, 60 odd years ago now. So that's quickly forgotten. And you know, he's into the medicalized system now with all the surgeries and things that older people um, need to have these days. So it's really interesting to see even older people who are from different generations who did things differently. They have a view that this way is even safer, but the evidence doesn't show that at all. For women who don't have medical reasons for needing to be in hospital and that's subjective as well I think I'll probably do an episode on that for women who don't need medicalized assistance and I'll go into that later and I really think that that's like if you've if you've got a serious heart condition or if you've got a serious disability that in, like that you really need medicalized help for or if you need to have medication or if you're on medication you probably need to be birthing in a hospital but 
that choice is yours. You're the one that gets to make that, that choice. You're the one that can research it as much as you want. You can look at it, meditate on it. You can trust in God. Whatever it is that your practice is, that's your choice. And I just want you to inherently believe that this is your choice. Everything that you do in your life, you live with the outcomes. Nobody else. You get one shot essentially at this. I think sometimes if I didn't make that choice to free Beth, where would I be now? If I, if I wasn't courageous enough to work through the fears, to do the work, to do all the research, whatever it is that I needed to do to become courageous enough to, to work through that. Because I always thought, oh, that's for other women. I couldn't do that. I'm too scared. <laughs> you know, I couldn't be that brave. But eventually I got there. And look, you don't have to do all the things either. You could hire someone like me to work through those fears, to talk to, to really get you to the place where you feel comfortable and safe to be able to do that. If, if you don't want to hire a midwife or if even if you've got a midwife, you may still need that extra support. So really sit with that. I, I hope that this, I hope that this, episodes really helped you I I feel like it's going to call to the right people at the right time and let me know what you think come and slide into my dms or send me an email email my dms on ashley so instagram ashley l winnie or send me an email hello at the motherhood circle.com.au and let me know how you're feeling what you're thinking did this change your mind set a little bit did this give you some thought-provoking things? Did it give you some steps to move forward and really start to critically think about your options? Because you're the one in the driver's seat. You get to choose. And that's what I love about this is that you're hiring a midwife or you're hiring a doula or you're just going, you know, hiring nobody, but you're in the driver's seat. So you get to choose this journey. It's like choose your own adventure. Do you remember those Goosebumps books? where you got to choose your own adventure. Like, to be honest, I used to like go to the end and pick and then I would go through. That's how I like it. So it can be really hard for somebody who likes to control things. For me, like somebody like me, who likes to control things, who likes to see the outcomes. So being able to sit down and plot the possible outcomes and not knowing really what could happen, but just feeling with it. You might want to get some tarot cards and sit down and spiritual guidance cards and sit down and see what and what you pull out of those you might like to use an eight ball and shake that around you might like to flip a coin you I flipped a coin to see with my husband to see if we should start trying for the baby then or if we should start trying for the baby in a few months and the coin said we're having the baby now so we're going to start trying now so that's another fun way of doing things ultimately it depends how indecisive you are. Some people are really indecisive. There are so many different ways and fun elements of this journey. It's like a choose your own adventure and this is life. You get to choose your own adventure. You get to take on the risks that you want to. You get to dismiss the ones that you don't think are, you know, risky for you and you get to be in control. Then you do the mindset work. Then you get the knowledge you get yourself closer and closer to that path of feeling confident and living in alignment. So yes, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I really look forward to bringing you another one and I will be back soon next week. Thank you. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to the VBAC Home Birth Stories podcast. I hope that this episode has helped you take another step to finding your voice and confidence in your VBAC home birth journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us to help more women to find out more about VBAC home birth, just like you. Don't forget to take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories and tag me at the motherhood circle. I'll see you next time.